Street Epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about Street Epistemology at streetepistemology.com. know many Christians believe in God and Jesus and then the Holy Spirit and then we have the enemy who is Satan the devil uh, one of the mm-hmm. oh, I thought sticker. I dropped something oh thank you um, he was an archangel who um, decided to thank you so much for doing that Christian he had some crazy ideas and he rebelled against God and in throughout history he's been like attacking Christians Satan has? Yes. Mm-hmm. Satan and the third of heaven's host who fell with him. And one of the ways that he gets at us is fear. So like mm. today, there's a lot of people who won't come up to you because, um, as I believe, Satan is inflicting them with fear, so they don't want to come. Mm. They don't want to, you know, possibly walk out somewhere where they feel unsafe and yeah. even possibly have their faith ripped out from underneath them. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that you ripped mm-hmm. things, but... Um, well, no, I, I've actually had conversations with people that stop believing something because of the dialogues that I've had with them. But uh, that's why I commend your friend for his bravery for coming up. It was very courageous of him to do that. This will be fun. I think a case could be made that you're... That was not the guy who was talking about the LGBTQ stuff. This was the guy before him. Can't remember his name, but... He was the one where we compared his explanation, ghosts, gods, well, ghost spirits, I mean, to the North Korean government secret project. Spirits versus North Korea. (laughs) That might actually be a good video title, wouldn't it? Hello. Hey, what you up to? I'm recording conversations for my hobby called Street Epistemology. Oh, wait, I think I've heard of that bad before. Have I interviewed you before? Have you, have you heard no. about it elsewhere? Well, I mean, I've heard it a bit elsewhere, but we, no haven't, we haven't met. We haven't met. I'm Anthony. Nice to meet you. you How are you? I'm very good, sir. Are you all together? Yes, sir. Are yeah. you recording right now? I am, yes, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah. Would you be interested in doing an interview? Yeah, sure. Okay. Absolutely. You said your name was yeah. Do you want to do a joint interview? Or? Uh, sure. If you want to do that. Or do you want to I do mean, it? I think it's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think I'll handle this one. Do you be okay. all right if I was his cameraman, sir? I beg your pardon? Would you be all right if I was his cameraman? No, sir? I'm gonna have. I actually have cameras going all over the place, so another camera wouldn't wouldn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. You've heard of street epistemology before? Yes. Okay. Tell me a little bit about it. What do you know about it? It's, Are you familiar with my work? Uh, no, I have. Okay. I don't take. I won't take it personally. That's okay. What do you know about street epistemology? That it's a series of questions to get someone to know more about someone else's belief. Yeah. 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 That's a good way of putting it. So earlier today, I actually met two Mormons that strolled by, and mm-hmm. we had an incredible conversation. And then I had a conversation with a fellow who thinks ghosts are real. He actually came by for his fourth talk. And then the person after him had, uh, I actually wasn't sure what he was talking about, to be honest. It was a little, it was a little convoluted. But uh, do you mind, um, can we just position ourselves yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, for yeah. optimal? Do you want to record portrait or would you rather do horizontal? Um, do you have a preference? Have, have, we, have we started already? Did you say your name is? Yes. Okay. If you want to stop it again and then cut to a horizontal, you can. Yeah. Yeah. That would actually. Okay. I appreciate you stopping. Yeah, and I appreciate you for having me. Yeah, yeah. So maybe if you stood there, that could be... Actually, if you... Yeah, you stand right there. Right there. And then if I go here, I think that'd be good. You probably know if you've watched examples online that we try to keep the conversations fairly brief. Four or five minutes. Sometimes they go 10 or 20 minutes. Uh, and also, I should let you know, there's a good chance that those Mormon guys might be coming back down for a follow-up conversation. <laughs> and so if that happens, I might want to wrap this one up a little sooner than maybe normal. Oh. But um, did you say your name was Yes. Okay. If, if, how much time do you think I'll have if that's the case? Because, like... I don't I'm, know. How like, much time do you... Th- what is your claim and how much time do you think you need to, to explore it with me? 
Yeah, like maybe a solid 10 minutes would be fine. 10 minutes? Yeah. Okay. You're familiar with street epistemology and you wanted to have your belief explored with it? Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. I appreciate your your courageousness to do that. Yeah. Because I think some people, in fact, there's a guy who I've talked to three times off camera and... Um, he knows that I'm here because he asked me to let, well, I offered to let him know next time I was going to be here. And he offered to meet me in the coffee shop off camera to talk about his views. And he wasn't willing to come here on camera to do it. So I think it's really good that you're, that you're willing to do it. Yeah, like anything that, that allows for intellectual exploration, like mm. anything that'll better the academic community. Mm -hmm. It's what I do. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. What are you studying here? What's the book for? Uh, Oh, this is actually, uh, my major is computer science, cybersecurity. Cool. Yeah. You're a computer science major? Yeah. How long have you been studying it? Ooh, maybe like a solid two years. Do you also, did you also like find yourself programming and learning about computer science before, before I you decided to like, like study it? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, good. Yeah. That's good. I want to, um, did you start recording already? Yeah, maybe we should start um, just so that like, it doesn't run out of Oh, are you are you hurting for battery juice or something or what? Oh, no, like I'm not sh I'm not sure how quickly the storage fills up on iPhones, so. Okay. If it's any consolation, I'm using three cameras to capture it. Two of which are right here in front of us. So if it does die, oh, we've got it. All right. But um, hello, how are you? Are you with these guys too? Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Computer science guy. What claim do you tend to make because you think that it's true that we can explore together? Um, that Jesus is God and that he rose from the dead. Jesus is God and he rose from the dead? Yeah. That's two claims. Uh, okay. Well, we can, we can go with either one or we can sort of combine them, I suppose. Is one dependent on the other? Jesus. Jesus is God, yes, is dependent on Jesus rose from the dead. He wouldn't be like, like, God if he didn't rise from the dead. That's correct, because there has to be some sort of there has to be mm. so, some sort of quantification of uh, proof, right, that he is God. Okay. Yeah. I would think that a person couldn't raise from the dead unless they were God. Like, w wouldn't his rising from the dead be de dependent on him being God, or is it really the other way around? Well, okay, so. The causation is that because he is God, but in order for mm. us to determine whether... I know, see. Yeah. I see. The yeah. reason why you can say God is real is because you're sure he rose from the dead. Not necessarily. Um, that's just uh, one of my many examples. Okay. Like, there's intelligent design, there's mm. the, the column cosmological argument, you things of okay. that like nature. Yeah, but I'd like to explore this one. But we can talk okay. about those if you want to. I would like to talk about the reason that gives you the most confidence that it's true and would result in the greatest drop in your confidence that it's true if you discovered yeah. that it's not a good reason. Right. Do you follow me? Yes. So, so if Jesus rose from the dead is the reason, if you discover that you don't have a good reason for thinking that Jesus rose from the dead and you say, if I discovered that, I would drop my great, I would drop the greatest, my drop, let me. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would, I would more or less deconvert from Christianity if, if I found good enough reason that my belief was false. Yeah. Hmm. What if you found no good reason for thinking that it was true? Um, that would be the same thing, I guess. Or, okay. Yeah. Or the same, um, I would go through the same process. Okay. Yeah. If you discover that you have no good reason for thinking that Jesus rose from the dead, it would significantly impact your confidence that Jesus was God. Say that again, sorry. Yeah. If you discover that you don't have any good reason for thinking that Jesus rose from the dead, it would significantly impact your confidence that Jesus was God. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. How much of a drop in confidence are we talking about? Would it knock you down from a, from a 100 to a 97? Nah, I'd say from 100 to, well, I mean, I'd have to give it a shot, but that, but considering that, um, assuming that my arguments would just fall short of everything, then yeah, it would be pretty low. 
Mm. Definitely less than less than fifty for sure. Probably much less than that. Okay. If I discovered I had no thirty, forty percent or something like that, something, maybe. Well, that would probably be a really good reason to explore that. If it, if, if it would have that much of an impact in your confidence that Jesus is God, then I think we should definitely explore how you determine that Jesus rose from the dead. Hello. Wow, Hello. we got four people here now. That's good. Are you all together? No. Oh, I don't. I don't okay. Know. I just heard yeah. Christianity and I was like, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's more than more. Are you all in the same group just, or something? Because I know that there are a lot of on-campus groups. Uh, no, not really. Uh, You're not, not part not. of any of the groups? You're certainly not? Do you have any issues with the groups by any chance or? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, hmm. We know each other as friends, but we're not like in a, in a group together. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and I just, we just have this on camera. So like, it's up to you if you want to stay. That's fine. All right. Yeah. Here, let me just, I think it's great that you want to record it, but um, just so you know, sometimes having a lot of people standing around while you're saying these things could make other, make my conversation partners feel uncomfortable. So I'm, gonna, I'm interviewing you, you have full say on this, but if you would like your friends to step away, they can. But if you're comfortable them, with them being here, they're more than welcome to stay too. It, it's up to them. Like I'm, I'm more than welcome to have them listen on. As a matter, yeah, you good? You good? You okay. Good? All right, yeah. Okay. So I guess since we've identified the real reason, or at least a very important reason for thinking that this is true, can we explore the steps that you used to get to your conclusion that Jesus rose from the dead? I assume we're talking about Jesus Christ, the Christian, yes. the Son of Je God, right? Jesus, Son of Nazareth, the one mm -hmm. who was crucified at around 30 or 33. Mm. Yeah, that one. The and, one that everyone's talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, and not to be pedantic, but what does it mean to be dead? To, me, to be dead means that your vital, um, what keeps you conscious in the real world is no longer intact. Okay. No. In it's, order for somebody to rise from the dead, would they also have to be dead? Yes. Okay. Do we, do, I'm, I'm actually seriously wondering about this. I'm honestly curious. Sure. Do we need to first discuss how you concluded that he was dead before we can decide? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Before so, we can actually explore how he rose from the dead or? Sure, so. Should we skip that step? I don't, no, no, help no, me out. It's, it's all right. We can definitely go on to that step. So mm -hmm. the way Gary Abermas lists a plethora of sources, I think he comes to around uh, the forties to, um, to the sources of Jesus's existence. And that includes Christians, non-Christians, enemies of Christians. Mm. Yes. So it's because of that mass majority of sources, which we can talk about, uh, that we can easily conclude that for sure he he existed, mm -hmm. he was crucified, and that he preached for the kingdom of God. There's 40 sources that say that he existed. Do those same 40 say that he also rose from the dead? Well, or are they just talking about his existence? Well, we're, we're first establishing, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm. that he died first, right? Uh, that's, yeah, I guess I guess we can just assume that he existed, I suppose, and just focus on sure. that he died, maybe just for the purpose of this. Yeah, so let's yeah. just do that. Do the 40, do the 40, did you say that there's 40, uh, there's 40 what? I'm sorry. There's 40. Sources. There's 40 sources that claim that he... Independent sources. Are they claims or are they... Are they proofs? Are they evidences? Mm. So, well, how do I put this this way? When you when you were born, you were born knowing nothing, right? Mm. I, I promise I have a direction to this. When I was born, did I know nothing? I mean, I guess it could be argued that maybe babies know how to breathe when they're born, or cry, or mm. or defecate, maybe. Or or. or you I know, guess latch onto a teat when they're hungry or something. Yeah, I, I guess like consciously, like knowing no, something. I don't again. I mean to be to pedantic here, but before I agree to that, I think I need to understand what you mean by no things. Like yes, to, because I gave a couple examples that I would say, well, yeah, babies know things. They 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 know that they're hungry, perhaps. Well, I think I think it would be a mistake to say that I know uh, 
all of health science because I'm a human being and health mm. science is part of me. Mm. So there definitely has to be some cognitive faculty that is uh, engaged with that. So my point is, is that I'm saying is that when you're born, you don't, you're not born with logical principles. You learn those along the way. Okay. Yeah. So if you're born mm. with things that you learn along the way, then that means that the way that we formulate our deductive principles is primarily through induction. Do you have an example of a human who might be coming to knowledge through induction? Yes. So, for example, uh, children under four. There's a study that says that hmm. as soon as someone were to step out of their sight, they're not conscious of the fact that they exist until. Oh, they I see. That like children. a kid might start cry crying when they see mommy or daddy walking away because they their brain have the brains haven't developed yet to the point where they can deduce. I wouldn't, I wouldn't speak for every kid, but. Like, yeah, yeah up, up until four. Yeah. But my point is, is that mm -hmm. in the same manner, we should approach the existence of Jesus. Now, we should we 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 use induction hmm. to come to the most probable, most reliable, most accurate conclusion. Is that where the 40 sources come in? Yes, because if someone has 40 sources backing up their crucifixion, what they preached and who they were then most likely a lot likely it it, it it he he definitely was crucified and existed i think it was what's his name john dominic crossan mm. uh head of the head of the um the jesus seminar a liberal uh a liberal camp i mean a camp for liberal christians and he said and which are which do not necessarily share and mostly do not share the conservative views of Christians. And he mm -hmm. says that he says that um, Jesus's existence and crucifixion are as sure as anything in history. And it's because of this reason that you you go to any any good academic institution, and they will tell you Jesus for sure existed. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm wondering about sources. And was crucified. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's what I'm wondering though: when I hear people talk about induction and sources. Sure. Could it be demonstrating that that's what these people thought was true at the time, and yet may not be true in reality? Yeah, so you need to have essentially counter sources. Counter sources to show that it wasn't true? Yes, you need evidence to show that that he did not exist in lieu of the evidence we currently have that show that he most likely for sure existed. I'm not, hmm. and I'm not talking about because you know, I'm, I'm not talking about like burden of proof or anything like that. I'm just saying that once I've established my case, now it's the opposing side's turn. This is what I hear you saying. We have 40 sources that say people say that Jesus rose from the dead. That, well, some of some of them, a good number of them, say that he mm -hmm. rose from the dead. Mm -hmm. Some of them are Christian, but oh yeah, and so, um, oh go ahead. Yeah, so. So, but there, there are also uh, people, like I'll give you an example, like uh, Tacitus, right? He ta he doesn't, he's not a Christian, but he says that a malevolent superstition broke out in Jerusalem where the first evil had been birthed or something to that extent. Hmm. When he's talking about this figure called Christus, hmm. referring to Jesus, the one who was crucified under Pontius Pilate, the one, the one who Christians were named after. And okay. he was he was he was he was uh, talking about this when he was talking about the burning of Christians in Rome. Okay. Somewhere this is Texas. one of the forty examples yes. that you would say is a source. Yes. And here's what I'm wondering, though. Sure. It, it almost sounded like you were saying we can be confident in sources that say things are true if there are no other sources that say that those things aren't true. Let me put it this way. You, what is what is your confidence that he, he he that the sources are wrong? I'm not really an expert in biblical sources. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Well, let me just put it this way: if I read, and then they're not, and they're not all biblical, by the way. Mm, there's okay. extra biblical sources yeah. to to corroborate to corroborate the claims that people made at that time that they think Jesus rose from the dead, mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of claims out there that say that he didn't. Wait, sorry, say that again? From my understanding, 
it sounded like, it almost sounded like you were saying we should accept the 40 sources as being great reliable corroborations of Jesus rising from the dead because we don't have 40 sources saying that he didn't. No, not, it doesn't necessarily have to be sources as counter evidence. It just has to be some sort of evidence. Mm. Yeah. What evidence would you accept as a counterbalance to the 40 sources that are in favor of That is of a good question. That is, that would be very hard to, mm. because that 40 sources is a lot, like I'm telling you, it's a lot, especially once you mm. talk about like within a, within a few years, you can get back to Jesus. Mm. If, so. if there were 80 sources, would we be more justified in accepting the claim? We would be more justified, but we would still, in both scenarios, you would have to necessarily conclude that Jesus existed because it is more probable than all the other possibilities regarding his existence in crucifixion. What makes it more probable that a man rose from the dead? What makes it more probable the, that the, a man... The number of, yeah. What is it, a, yeah, what, what, is, what is increasing the probability that what you're thinking is true? Yeah, so do you want to move on from Jesus' di Jesus died? No, no, no. I'm still I'm still interested in exploring that. Okay. What what is in You mentioned probabilities, I think. And yes. what is increasing the probability? Are the 40 sources influencing the we, probability we, that the claim that Jesus rose from the dead is true? In 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 a one individual source is not going to do anything. For example, like that mm. one disputed passage in Josephus, that's mm. not going to do anything. You'll throw that one out, and instead of 41, we got 40. Yeah, yeah. And plus, there's another source in Josephus, mm -hmm. and a lot of people get that. This is what I'm wondering, though. If we found more sources to back it up, would the probability increase? And conversely... It, it, would, it, it would increase by a bit. It would go by a bit? Yeah. Is there any chance that people could have thought that something was true that Jesus rose from the dead, and we're writing about it, mm -hmm. things that we consider sources today. And it's confirming that that's what they thought, mm -hmm. but it not really be the case. Yeah, so that it's not true then, in reality. So then it goes back to probabilities. Do people have group mm. hallucinations? Do people uh, lie under these circumstances? And so you mm. have to look at the evidence. Are those the only two explanations, possible uh, explanations? Uh, you know, it's funny because like I've, I've all, I've, I've surveyed the literature thousands of times, I've watched so many debates, I've spoken to scholars myself, and the ones who don't agree with Jesus rising from the dead always say the same thing. They say, we don't know, because they don't want to mm. put their, they don't want to put, commit to a conclusion, because they know that, that that can easily be knocked down by, uh, by, by the current theory we have. I'm sorry, are you saying that there are people who don't want to accept the sources as evidence because they don't want to believe it or were you saying something else I, I wasn't saying that for sure now I'm trying to remember what I just said that's okay yeah hmm can you help me a bit what was I saying before I was wondering it almost sounded like you were saying that there are people who will come up with ways to not accept your evidence because they don't want to believe the claim yeah I don't know if you were saying that or not yeah, 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 more or less. But my mm. point, my, mm. my, the drive point home is that the alternative explanations, as you were saying before, as you were inquiring before, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there, although there are a lot to choose from, none of them are really good. It's a mile wide, inch deep territory. The, is this your way of saying that the best reason for thinking that Jesus rose from the dead is the 40 sources? Mm -hmm. No, I'm oh. saying the best way to, to say... I, the best way to to know that Jesus rose from the dead is what Gary Abermas calls the minimal facts argument, what Michael Kona calls the uh, historical bedrock, what all scholars will agree on, regardless of whether they're Christian, atheist, um, Muslim, agnostic, whatever belief system they have, they all agree on these things, that Jesus for sure existed and was crucified under Pontius Pilate, and that is that yeah. where the sources is? Is it because of the sources? Is that why they think yeah. this? Yes. Okay. So, and a, and, a, and a lot of other things too. Here's my here's yeah. my this is the fundamental and, question. Yeah, oh, please. Just, yes. Yeah, and that that his disciples, his followers, mm -hmm. thought and uh, thought that had 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 the conviction that he rose from the dead very early on, right after his crucifixion, 
and that the main leaders of the apostles, and I'm speaking about Peter, Paul who later came, he wasn't a Christian, but he converted to Christianity after mm. having an experience what he called the risen Jesus. Um, James, the brother of Jesus, that one was recorded in mm. somewhere in Josephus' Antiquities of the Jews. Um, I, I think there is one more. We don't have to go through all of them. I actually yeah. kind of like to keep it high level yeah. because I'm wondering about these these 40 sources. When I when I read a story and even if 40 people corroborate it and let's say they've corroborated it over, I don't know how many years, whatever, I still wouldn't be willing, I might be willing to consider it, but I don't think I'd be willing to accept it as factually true. So then, the, the, you know, I'm reminded of the time when Kenneth Humphreys Con, uh, confronted uh, Gary Abermas on what's the difference between Jesus and Snow White and the difference is that no one is even though Snow White is being talked around mm. and corroborated per se not not exactly per se uh, no no one is saying that Snow White is real right it's in the context of tale it's in the context mm. of mm. Um, it's in the context of um, of, of a story that is not to be taken true, but instead to derive some sort of hmm. some sort of uh, entertainment from it. So, if I understand your position, we can be we can be fairly confident that the sources are a source of knowledge because people believe that it was the case, that they believe that it was true. Whereas with Snow White, we don't have people running around saying that they believe that she rose from the dead. And because of that distinction, we are on solid footing for accepting the sources as evidence. Mm. Is that your position? To an extent, I'll say yes. Okay. Okay. Well, that was a good chat. Oh, you want to end here? I think so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's been like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Do you have any questions for me before we wrap it up or yeah, any well, of you, when's any the next, following? Hi. When's the next time you'll be around? Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe next week, if the weather's decent. Next week? Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much. My name is Anthony. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming up to me and sharing your views and and giving these reasons why you think that this is all true. And uh, well, it. It, it, isn't a, it isn't complete because of the time frame we had, but mm. I do thank all of you for yeah. giving us time yeah, thanks. to explain. Thanks for listening in. Yeah. Um, did any of you have any feedback for either one of us? Yeah, you you sure. were nice, quiet, respectful listeners. Do you mind if I keep recording, if I turn and get you all on camera? You guys okay with that? Okay, okay. Uh, the sun might be a problem here. So it could be really challenging for people. Well, it's very courageous for him to come up to talk to me about that, particularly because it is being recorded. And if you're familiar with, at all with what I do, I tend to ask very tough questions. So I, I admire you coming up to me to explore that with me. I really do. Mm -hmm. And I admire you for asking the brave questions that are kept low-key for a lot of people. <laughs> it can be tough to keep it low-key. Uh, sometimes you can feel like your emotions getting in the way, but you have to kind of tamp them down for the purpose of the exploration. So that was good. Uh, I was going to add something else there, but I don't remember what it was. What exactly are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing street epistemology. You can look at... You, would you like a sticker or a magnet? I'll take a magnet. A magnet? Yeah. So search for these words on YouTube and you'll see video examples of me exploring people's claims like that. Whether it's about Jesus existing or Vishnu existing or Allah being real. And they may even give the same reasons. Well, there's lots of sources and lots of people believed it. But we explore these claims in a really respectful way. And we even talk about politics. Okay, question. Does anyone ever like, have come up with the claim um, that they want you to challenge that Muhammad is real? Uh, that what was real? That Muhammad is real? The prophet? Yeah. Yeah, I've had conversations on this campus with people who think Muhammad is real. And Vishnu, and Ganapati, and uh, Brahma, and a couple other deities. And then you meet some people who say, well, God is love. God is this feeling that I get. I actually interviewed two Mormons an hour and a half ago, and they might actually be coming down for a follow-up talk. So yeah, I meet lots of people who believe in different gods. And what's interesting is that they give a lot of the same reasons that we heard from here. Now, you, you might contest that because, well, these are older. Lots of people believed it. They were willing to die for it. 
Um, but when we get down to the, the, the real reasons why, they're not often much different, which is one of the reasons why I don't really believe in any gods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we can definitely save this discussion for later, but would you like I, one I, also? I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree at all that we have the same reasons because mm -hmm. for one thing, I don't, you could probably attest to this, but you probably don't remember someone like me coming up and saying, oh, let's record this. Oh, let's, let's have, let me explain my views, you know? Things, things of that nature, and was able to answer all of the questions. You don't think I would remember somebody who answered the questions? Or, or at least that it would be very rare. Oh, no, no, no. I tend to remember many of the people I talk to, or at least the conversations. With, Sometimes with, I forget. With the collegiate level of understanding. Not just answering, oh. just for the sake of answering. Oh. Yeah. oh, do you think that your responses were better than the typical responses I might get? Absolutely. Have you watched any of my stuff? Um, I did watch this one thing. You've watched one? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, well, that's what's interesting is I'm, a lot of people will comment on my videos that you need to talk to a real Christian who could defend it, um, which I think in a way is a little bit insulting to the people that I speak to because the reasons why you think your God is real may be completely different reasons why you think the same God is real. And what's important is how you are coming to your conclusion. Even though he may not think you have a really good reason or a good method, and his is superior, and by the way, you should adopt his view. When I'm exploring why you think that it's true, it's your reasons and your method that's important. And if you discover that I don't have a good reason or a good method for thinking that it's true, maybe you'll seek out better reasons. Maybe he actually has them. So there's value in engaging with somebody, even though they may have not thought it through all the way, maybe as much as you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, I know, and I'm not saying that it's a waste of time for them, but mm, I am, mm. yeah. I, I don't view it as a waste of time for me or them or anyone that might be watching. Yeah. Because I can upload, a, I have to grab some water because my throat's really dry. <clears throat> Would you mind holding my board? I might have a talk with somebody who gives a reason that is a, is a crazy reason in many people's eyes. But 40 people watching that encounter might say that's the same reason that I'd give to that guy if he interviewed me. And it causes them to take another look at their beliefs and find better reasons for holding their views. So there's value in surfacing bad reasons and, and, and unreliable methods because then we can at least acknowledge that we have those and we can find better reasons like maybe your friend here has and better methods. All right. I was thinking while you were talking, like it kind of making you a better you. Christian when you have to question what you believe. It can, but you have to be willing to step up to the plate like you did, and I think it was really brave of you to do that. I, I'm not just, I'm not just blowing smoke. I'm, I honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm proud that you did that. Thanks. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Do we want to end the recording here, or do you guys have any more questions? You guys good? You guys good? Cool. Yeah. Pardon me? Do you uh, hold any moral I don't think that there are any gods. I don't think that going off of 40 sources that say something is true is a really good way to test it, particularly if it's an unusual claim that we don't tend to run into normally in our daily dealings with reality. So what, uh, I'm an agnostic atheist. Here's my card. Here's my card too. I see, I see that we're competing for the last word. <laughs> the last word. Yeah. What's so I don't know. I don't know oh, if I. I got sorry. you with my marker. That's washable, so that should come out. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to respond to that. But to in what? any case, like I will be available for those of you watching. Uh, I will send my contact information uh, below. If you guys have any questions? And I suppose he has the same thing. Street epistemology. This is Anthony Mangabasco. Did I get it right? You got it right. Sweet. Check out street epistemology. We have lots of examples where we explore claims just like here had and other claims across religion, politics, social justice, you name it. We usually have had the conversations. Mm -hmm. All, right. All right. And I'll be happy Thanks. to answer your question too if you want to get more into it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you for your time. Okay. Thank you. Does anyone ever ask you? Or I'm actually going to need to do some more research into this, but has anyone ever tried to say that Muhammad didn't exist? I meet a lot of Christians who don't think Muhammad existed. <laughs> Your friend here might very well be one of those. Uh, but I'm actually, not so much interested in what you think doesn't exist. I'm interested in what you think is actually existing or true. I just, I, I believe Muhammad existed. I just think he was a con artist. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah.
There's no like way. Joseph Smith, like he existed, but he was a con artist. Yeah, but anyway, I think. Okay, I I've think, got I've got yeah. more questions for you, but that, we'll, we'll do yeah. it some other time. Yeah, feel free to come. Feel free to come back. <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being here, sir. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming up to me. And as a personal belief, um, do you want to come just a little closer so I can get you on the on the camera and everything? Actually, I'm gonna move my camera because the sun is moving, and it's probably overheating. I'm just gonna move this here. Oh, what's up? Uh, I was you? just wondering what was going on. Um, these women had some additional questions. Oh, okay. I'll, I guess I'll be right. So, okay. as you probably know, many Christians believe in God and Jesus and then the Holy Spirit. And then we have the enemy who is Satan, the devil, uh, one of the... Mm -hmm. Oh, you dropped I thought okay. I dropped something. Yeah, oh, you thank you. <laughs> um, he was an archangel who um, decided to... Thank you so much for doing that, Christian. He had some crazy ideas and he rebelled against God and... In throughout history, he's been like attacking Christians. Uh, Satan has. Yes. Mm -hmm. Satan and the third of heaven's hosts who fell with him, and one of the ways that he gets at us is fear. So, like mm. today, there's a lot of people who won't come up to you because, um, as I believe, Satan is inflicting them with fear, so they don't want to come. Mm. They don't want to, you know, possibly walk out somewhere where they feel unsafe and yeah. even possibly have their faith ripped out from underneath them. Mm -hmm. Not that you bring mm -hmm. things, but... Um, well, no, I, I've actually had conversations with people that stop believing something because of the dialogues that I've had with them. But I, that's why I commended your friend for his bravery for coming up. It was very courageous of him to do that. Now, what's interesting is I talked with a guy who... I haven't uploaded the video yet, so maybe you can check it out. It might have been one of your classmates, I don't know. But he was, we actually talked about questioning and doubt. And he said that he's not allowed to question or doubt his claim that God is real. I think he believed in the Christian God because that would be Satan doing that. So we had questions, a cop. Questions are good. Question and finding the answers is good. I think so too. That's and at the end of the comp. Frankly, curiosity comes from God. Yeah. However, though, I do think that fear can get in the way of curiosity Absolutely. and wonder and actually having us change our minds on our views if we figure out that we don't have a good reason for thinking that that's true. It's, it's courageous not only to question your views, but to acknowledge that you don't have a good reason for thinking it and to ask yourself, how do I find more, how do I continue to find meaning and purpose without these other views that I've held so dearly for so long. And then from a humanities standpoint, uh, one of the things that we were recently learning in one of our courses uh, is something called the Web of Belief, I believe. Mm. Uh, let's mm. see. I think his last name was Quine, uh, Q-U-I-N-E. And mm -hmm. he says that basically our core beliefs are towards the center of our web, and then more peripheral beliefs mm. are up towards the edge. Mm -hmm. And the closer you get towards the center of your web, sorry, center of mm -hmm. your web, um, the more scared you are to change them because they impact so many of those other beliefs. Precisely. Yeah, I noticed that too. And it's one of the reasons why I like talking to people why they think God is real, about why they think God is real, because there are other views that they hold that are dependent on that one. So for example, I talked to a guy just prior to you who thinks ghosts and spirits might be real, and he's strengthening his view on that because he's becoming more of a Christian. Now, I talked to another person who had a view about abortion, and his view was contingent on him being a Christian. So, you're absolutely right. I, I agree. I like that metaphor. I've even used it yesterday when I was doing an interview with somebody who was talking to me about why I do street epistemology. And I think I even mentioned web of beliefs. So, we have these webs of beliefs that are, that are often tethered to a center. And very, very few people look at what's propping up the center. And one of the things I've noticed is that one of the beliefs at the center, aside from believing whether or not God exists, is your belief on origins. Because I find that that, you can trace almost any belief back to origins. When you say an origin, you mean like, like the, the, the origin of the universe and how oh, life came okay. to be. Oh, I think, I, when I, when, I'm glad I asked you that because I was thinking, well, the origination of the belief, like when oh, I was yeah. first told about it by no. my mom and dad, origins for example. Origins of the universe and life. Oh, and yeah. Just, yeah. Or origin the uh, the Christian commentator. Yeah, that's what came to my mind. <laughs> the, 
Oh, I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he's a, he's, he's a uh, patristic father in the early church. Oh, oh, it's like a, like Tacitus or Josephus, like one of those folks? Or? No, Tacitus and Josephus are both not Christian. Mm. But. I'm, is there a specific religious denomination that you're a part of? Are you Catholics? Are you, you're not Mormons? No. No, we're not Mormons. I'm a Protestant Christian. Okay. Do you care to disclose? You don't have to if you don't want to. Are you a Protestant Christian? Baptist? Uh, Baptist, Protestant? I never seem to import this to them. There's Catholics and Protestants, and I think probably Orthodox is on there too. Under Protestants is all these denominations. You can choose non-denominational. Yeah, I think that's right, because the Catholic Church does choose to centralize its authority the same way with the Orthodox Church and the bishop. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, we're... Uh, at least mm. are mm. Can I get your first names? Is that okay? You don't have to. You can give aliases. You, you don't have to. You had a so question. James Bond, and I'm Captain Marvel. Okay. And Tony Stark. JB. Oh, I know your first name already. JB. What were you? Captain Marvel. CM. And uh, you're not going to even say. You had a question about truth or something. Can you repeat your question? Can we talk about that? I was just wondering what you considered to be true, if anything, <laughs> if anything to use true. What do I consider to be true? Something is true in my view when we can adequately test it against reality. How far are you willing to take those tests? How far am I willing to take what? Your tests. Your tests. My tests? Yeah, uh, you said uh, we can only believe something is true. We can rig rigorously test you. Mm. I mean, there are some things that I, I hold to that I can't really test all the way. So, for example, like, I think my spouse is faithful to me. Um, and I could probably test it to some degree, like put cameras around the house or hire somebody to follow her around and that type of thing. But can I completely test it to be sure? Well, no, I can't. Because yeah, there's no love unit. Hmm? Like, like you know, like how... Length, you have units of like feet and meters. Like, there's no love unit. Yeah. Well, I guess it's 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 a trust thing. You know, I I trust that she's faithful. However, I can identify things that I can discover that would lower my confidence or my trust in my claim that she's faithful to me. And you could probably use your imagination of what that might be. <laughs> so, so um, can I test it fully? No. But there are, there are some things that I hold to to varying degrees of confidence that they're true. I'm not 100% sure that she's faithful to me. I'd like to think I could be 100% sure, but I don't think I could, but I'm probably 95% sure that she's faithful to me. I'm willing to move, I'm willing to budge. Now I'm trying to think about turning it to your 40 sources. If I had 40 sources of people who, who just professed how wonderful and faithful she was, would I be justified in being 100% sure that she was faithful to me? I, I don't think that I could. It depends I would, on how much you trust those sources, first of all. And mm. what they Even if they were tr sources that I knew and, and they weren't 300 or 1,000 years old or 2,000 years old, we don't live that long anyways. But even if they were direct sources to me who were willing to sign on a dotted line to profess that my wife was faithful to me, how would they know? You said earlier that it's hard so, to, to mm -hmm. um, quantify uh, uh, love, right, or faithfulness. I'm talking more about trust, like, uh, and that's just one claim. I mean, I can give another claim too. Like, like um, I think that my car is in the parking lot over there. I'm not 100% sure, and maybe 40 people would walk by and acknowledge that my car is there. I still couldn't be 100% sure that that's the case until I verified it for myself. I don't know, because I just think that there's a difference between something that's like kind of misty and cloudy, like faithfulness, and then someone mm. dying and rising from the dead, which would- There is a difference. So here's here's my here's my, my interest. Yeah. What's more likely? Yeah, and I said there is a difference. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you, you said that there is? Yeah. Yeah, I think, and I just mm. think that there is a difference, that's what I said. What is the difference? Like. Is, what's the difference between me thinking that my car is there right now and me thinking that Jesus rose from the dead? Jesus rose from the dead requires, it doesn't, it, not only does it require you to physically see it and to, at least for the original testimony, to physically see it, mm -hmm. to um, 
to touch his body and everything. But it also requires you to throw away your prior convictions. Mm. So, so something like your car over there, like I could just give some trivial answer and it wouldn't matter a bit. But if I, if someone said to me, okay, your car is there, and if you're wrong, you're gonna, you're gonna die. Right? <laughs> the stakes are even higher, right? Yeah. For me, um, yeah, like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the stakes are higher. So I would say that. If I wouldn't accept 40 sources that confirmed to me that my car is still there, why on earth would I accept 40 sources to believe that Jesus rose from the dead? I don't follow. Do you do you understand what, where I'm going with that? Can you say that? Yeah. Um, I need to change out my battery here pretty soon. If I would be skeptical, if I wouldn't be 100% sure that my car is there, even if 40 people walked by to confirm that it was, why would I be willing to accept the claim from 40 people who said that somebody rose from the dead because because people saying that someone rose from the dead would definitely give it a second thought they wouldn't just casually look it by and say oh okay yeah maybe it was there maybe it's not i'll just say whatever hmm. i find it interesting that you view it in those terms i would think that the bar to justify or demonstrate that somebody can rise from the dead would require a lot more than 40 people saying that it's the case. And you might actually have more. Yeah. I know we just talked about that one. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually the point. Because that bar is so high, they must have been that convicted that someone rose from the dead to abandon their Jewish, their un, rather, to abandon their Jewish thought that everyone is gonna rise from the dead at a later point, hmm. right? And instead, you got this one man who does it before everyone else. Before well, let me, let me, po let me pose it to you, and just by show of hands. Did you all drive here? Are, your car's here? Okay, my car's here too, I think it is. Let's, let's use my car as the example. On a scale from zero to 100, how confident are you? You don't even know that I drove here, I suppose, but I'm telling you this, take my testimony. I'm looking you into the eye, and this is coming from my heart. My car is there in that parking lot, at least I drove it here and I parked it there. On a scale from zero to 100, how confident are you that my car is there right now? Well, would you be willing to die for that? And how many of you are saying it? And what was your prior Let's say we have 40 people that walk by and say, yeah, Anthony's car is over there. Would, would you be 100% sure based on the testimony of 40 sources? And they, and many of them died. It's the leaders of them, the ones who, uh, the prominent figures who spouted out that view. It's not a perfect example because people probably wouldn't be willing to die for their view that they think my car is in the parking lot. Going back to the web of belief, that's a peripheral belief, and then Jesus rising from the dead is more towards the core. Okay, well, let's wrap it up. I don't want to hold you off for too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think my little Mormon friends might be coming by. I don't know why I said little. <laughs> I think my Mormon friends might be coming by. Uh, that was cool. Thank you. You guys all have a way to reach me. You have my card. Okay. Check out my. Please check out my channel and look for examples. I will. And, I promise. Yeah, and yeah. look for examples of people who are also believing in the same God as you, and giving perhaps the same reasons for thinking that it's true. And if you're really courageous, watch videos of people who think other gods are real, for the same reasons that they give for thinking that your God is real. Yeah, cool. I do hope to find those like reasons. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah. You're very welcome. Thanks for coming by. All right. Bye bye. Regardless of whether or not you believe he can bless you. I, I understand the sentiment. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Have a blessed day. All right. Wow, that was a marathon. Um, my battery's about to die in my chest camp, so I'm going to just stand in front of this camera here. But I was really trying to put him at ease and talk about what he's studying here. And I think it was pretty evident that he did know who I was. Even though at the start he said that he wasn't familiar, he was familiar with street epistemology, but not me. But if you notice at the end there, he said my full name. So I think he was familiar with my work. But um, my, my statement that I thought him coming up to me was very brave was genuine. It takes a lot of bravery for somebody to come up to me on camera to explore their claims like he did. And I'm really, I'm in admiration of him doing that, even though he was, he was, he was clearly nervous. <clears throat> but I think he, he did, he, I think he did a good job. But I think he did a really good job of 
explaining the reasons for thinking that it's true. Now, are those really the reasons? It seems like it is. It seems like that would lower his confidence the most. And we really kind of pulled back several layers of that onion, both both while he was recording and not. Oop, I just dropped off. Okay, I just dropped off there, sorry. I just put a new AirPod in my ear. It was honestly pretty fascinating to, um, to have people approach me who are familiar with my work and also record it like he did. I had his front off to the side recording it. Now maybe he has a podcast, maybe he has a YouTube channel. Maybe somebody sent him here to do this because they saw that I tweeted that I'm going to be out here and, and put him up to it. I don't know. I don't know what his motivation is. But in any case, I thought it was a good talk. And I'm glad that people are becoming aware of street epistemology and feeling comfortable enough to come up to me with my cameras and engaging in that way. And we even had the benefit of other people, not only listening on Discord here, but but standing off to the side and listening and engaging and asking me questions afterwards. So all in all, that was a really good talk. And uh, I'll be interested to see if he posts that online somewhere and what kind of response it gets. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. You can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization.